we're rolling. Hello and welcome everyone. As you may notice, I am not Wayne. This isn't a DM session. This isn't an episode of Bardic Quest. This is a new special bonus episode in honour of their remarkable achievement of 100 episodes, one, when I can speak, 100 episodes and two, two years worth of drama and adventure and romance and intrigue and mysteries and of course lots of hijinks. This episode is aptly titled State of the Quest because we are looking both at the past, at the present and possibly trying to work out something in the murky globe that is the globe of future. <laughs> but so I've assembled the fine and wonderful cast and of course wonderful DM Wayne um, to discuss things. Ollie sadly couldn't be with us today but he's with us in spirit as a typical rogue. He's just stealthing in the background somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of looking back at the past two years or even just the past year you have all reached in terms of production, in terms of character development, a number of wonderful milestones. Has any milestones come out in particular for you all? Um, well, I mean, obviously the uh, the episode one hundred and the second anniversary um, is a is a big one for us. Um, which you know, obviously, in terms of doing this and in terms of doing the uh, bardic questions, it was definitely something that we wanted to. Uh, because as it happened, it was not planned at all. As it happened for episode 99 being the anniversary episode and then episode <laughs> 100 coming the week after. It just kind of happened by pure serendipity. Um, so I kind of said to the guys, I was like, I think, I think uh, now is the time to start stepping things up a notch and mm -hmm. uh, take things to a new level. Um, so I'm very, very, very excited for today. Um, for kind of some of the things that we're going to be uh, talking about uh, in the immediate future as we're talking today, um, but obviously uh, all the all the things yet to come. Uh, but also, uh, and I don't think I've shared this uh, with the guys, we did reach another milestone very recently, which uh, YouTube kindly let me know about. Uh, it's not a thousand subscribers yet, um, although we will get there. God damn it, yes. we will. Um, but uh, we recently hit 8,000 total watch hours of Bardic Quest. Wow. Which, doing my calculations, as I am wont to do, uh, actually is the equivalent, I, I believe, 333 days, so essentially 11 months, of somebody <laughs> watching Bardic Quest from... January 1st all the way to pretty much the end of November uh, without wow. sleeping, without <laughs> stopping to eat, without stopping to go to the toilet. That's like 11 months of somebody just sat watching Bardic Quest on loop back to back with no breaks. Um, wow. If you actually Amazing. take into account sleeping time, then it's kind of more like a year and a half, I think I, I worked out. But but yeah, nearly a whole year of, of people watching <laughs> Bardic Quest back-to-back -back, which is uh kind of made my jaw drop a little bit <laughs> um but yeah really really cool little milestone which is once again with a little bit of serendipity kind of uh hit us uh now as we're kind of celebrating both uh second anniversary and um and episode 100 as well um so i'm hoping uh that there'll be many hundreds more uh, of, of of the show um 
And yeah, so those those are the the main the main milestones. But uh, we are. I'm, I'm going to put a. I'm going to say it up front now, and I'm going to put a plea out. If you are a follower of the show, please do share and share alike uh, with anybody that is even D and D curious. Um, because as you will hear as we kind of go through this state of the quest, um, we really do want to step things up a notch. Um, and the best way that you can kind of help us to do that is just to, to get the word out there about this show. And if you are a follower of the show and somehow not subscribed, uh, which I, I'm not really sure how you would, but if that is the case, then please do make sure you subscribe. Um, because I'm not one for vanity metrics, but in terms of the capabilities that th- that is unlocked for us when we hit a thousand subscribers, um, mm. that really is going to help us to, to kind of achieve what we want to achieve in terms of providing you lovely p- folks um, with more stories, more entertainment, um, more more content, um, which is starting to become a bit of a dirty word, isn't it? Content. Uh, but, you know, uh, just more, 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 more is kind of what we want to do. So, um, yes, help us to hit that milestone, too. That would be lovely. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of speaking of new content, um, of course, you've all some of you, I know Nina and Isaac have been helping um, Wayne look through the new Arcana Unearthed, or mm. Arcana, depending on which way around you want to read I, it. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I really kind of ballsed up with that branding there on that show, really. I thought it was really clever of going... It's, it's going, still memorable. Oh. It still works. <laughs> yeah, but I, I find myself getting tongue-tied on whether or not it's Arcana Unearthed or Unearthed Arcana now. It's, I just, I've created a headache for myself. Um, but yes, yes. Uh, that has kind of been a bit of a, a sleeper hit, actually. Um, certainly the last few episodes have, have really started to... If you look at... Um, if you were to look at our channel, um, the latest two, Arcana Unearthed, have been the biggest uh, videos of the last 30-odd oh. days uh, by quite a significant mile, so kind of outpacing the main show itself. Um, which, you know, it's it's all timely stuff, obviously. Um, so obviously it's something that we kind of want to do more of, um, because what it's serving to do, which was kind of the the purpose of it anyway, in a way is, is reaching out to new people, um, that may not necessarily, um, have found us through looking through actual plays because there's loads of actual plays out there. Um, and just providing another avenue for people to, to kind of discover us and discover what we're doing. Um, and also an opportunity to talk mechanics, which uh, when you're kind of running an actual play, you don't really get to... You, you kind of talk about the mechanics that come up. But uh, as we are on this precipice of a new era of D&D, it seemed like the appropriate time. Um, so I kind of wanted to do another bit of a, a kind of call out to everybody. Um, well, not everybody, but anybody that kind of works in the, the TTRPG space... Uh, anybody maybe you have an actual play maybe you are a professional player um, maybe you are producing uh, modules or content for D&D I really would like to take Arcana Unearthed up to the next level Um, and I think the way to do that is to have more people to bounce off of as we're going through it the episodes uh, that we managed to do with um, Isaac and Anina were really really fun 
um, but schedules can be a bit tricky. Um, so it's been difficult to get things, particularly when we're all self-employed. Um, it's been tricky to get that alignment as a as a regular thing. Uh, so I was thinking it'd be a nice idea to kind of seek some collaboration with some other folk in the community. Um, so we kind of want to use it as a platform to connect with people and have those people be able to connect with our audience as well. So it's kind of like a, a call out to any members of the professional ttrpg space that do want to get in and deconstruct the new uh, playtest material as it's coming out to get in touch at feedback at bardicquest.com um and hit me up and we will arrange to see if we can get you on and we can talk playtest material what a fantastic opportunity looking forward to hopefully more of that to come yes indeed <laughs> Um, so in terms of the current state of the quest, of course, mm. we've hit episode 99. That went out last week. Hopefully everyone's catching up with it, if not already, because episode 100 is on the horizon. Yes, indeed. Um, in terms of progressing the state of the quest, mm -hmm. I, for one, noticed that the intro has somewhat changed. <laughs> yes. Would you two, mainly looking at you, Wayne, and you in particular, Isaac, like to elaborate <laughs> Um, I'm going to leave this entirely in your capable hands, Isaac, because really, for me, the star of the show is the new theme that you have kindly written uh, for the show. Um, the rest was... It wasn't even me, really. It's mostly James Webster's stuff at James RPG Art um, that I edited together. So sure. you take it away, Isaac, and talk about the, talk about the sure. theme music. Um, hello, I'm Isaac. Um, so, as well as being an actor, I'm what uh, I'm what's known as an actor musician. So uh, I I do both essentially. There are two strings to my bow. Um, and Wayne sort of pops up uh, after an episode. I think it was one uh, one evening, and says, "Hello." Um, so I'm wanting to develop the show and blah blah blah. I do add these things. Um, and I was thinking about there being a new uh, theme piece of music for the show and i was like, oh, i'll call this a lovely idea and then he said well would you like to do it and i was like, sort of blustering that sort of uh self-deprecating no i couldn't possibly <laughs> me write things that people are going to listen to no um but he he won me around um as he ever does with persuasive his persuasiveness and i kind of set about to the task of writing this piece for the show and um obviously we'd uh wait uh we was it from um our dear friends at sirenscape that the original um sort of piece of music was used uh no it was not from sirenscape actually it was from a website uh called invato elements who mm -hmm. they provide a lot of uh stock footage for um, content creators, fonts, graphics, mm. like it's a one-stop shop uh, for kind of content. Mm. Well, Which stuff is, to include in your content. Absolutely was... incredible work and mm. a way, I think it's a really great way for people to um, use that kind of uh, professional value in their production, whatever it might be, if you don't have those that skill set to yourself. 100%. But I think, uh, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Wayne, we're the whole direction of Bardic Quest is kind of heading in a real collaborative format and it's heading in a real, you know, creating things for us. And as we're kind of growing as a show, it's finding things that make it even more personal, even more sort of our own 
thing that's uh, coming alive. Um, so yeah, you know, I was really happy to take a stab at the music. Um, so my my main instruments that I play, I mainly play guitars and sing. Uh, those are my main things. And in the conversation with Wayne, I was like, well, you know, I I don't know if I have the 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 sort of musical um, aptitude. I'm, I don't play 20 instruments. Uh, I don't have access to 20 instruments. And um, he, we were just kind of throwing some ideas back and forth and landed on, well, you know, just, just do what you can with what you've got. And I think I'm a real terrible person. I don't know if there are any other creatives listening, but starting is a really hard thing. Um, and telling yourself you can't do things is another really big thing. Mm. And the idea that you have to be a master of something before you attempt it, I'm a real bad one for that. Um, and this whole process has been really, it's been really gratifying because it's probably made me actually use what I do have at my fingertips in the best way I can. I think, you know, in ever sort of true D&D style, I was kind of improvising thinking, well, what, what do I have? Um, and just kind of started just chipping away at those ideas and slowly forming them into what is now the Ooh. the track. Um, I can always, uh, if people are interested, I won't go into like nerdy detail about what equipment I use, but essentially I just recorded it at home. I use uh, a door. Uh, which is a or DAW, a digital audio workstation. Mine's Ableton. I basically have a condenser mic, um, a little uh, plug-in thing that lets me plug in instruments into my computer. And um, we were sort of discussing instruments and things like that and not sponsored in any way for all these things, but I just wanted to say uh, a thank you particularly to a um, company called Spitfire Audio, um, as for several instruments, I use their labs uh, software. So essentially using your computer, laptop, whatever, you can um, take these sounds and use a, a keyboard um, uh, in the sort of musical sense of keyboard, not just your typing keyboard, uh, to bring these instruments into your, your piece of music. So I kind of settled on this idea of having a mixture of I knew that my forte was going to be maybe in the slightly uh, more modern rock kind of um, uh, era of things. Um, and I was kind of getting inspiration from other things. You know, uh, heavy metal and rock music can be very symphonic. And there have been loads of instances of amazing bands that utilize kind of folk instruments and um, uh and like rock instruments and that sort of thing. And there have been a few kind of series and TV shows that have kind of incorporated elements. Things like Black Sails is a really good example, really amazing theme tune. James is a huge fan, so it was like, <laughs> <laughs> where they have that just amazing hurdy-gurdy, which just kind of comes in with this like beautiful rock guitar. Um, bands like, uh, butchering the pronunciation, Eluvitae, Eluvitae, um, uh, Wardruna, uh, Nightwish, and um, you know, other there's loads of other uh, amazing in uh, musicians who have kind of been inspiration for this sort of era of stuff. 
And I wanted to take something really different away. I wanted to take the kind of energy of the original piece of music because it's amazing and really epic. Um, but I also wanted to kind of draw on the sort of progression of the story, I guess, and how things have changed for the party. Like we're not the 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 first sort of track is very like da da da. You know, it's very triumphant and very like victorious. I think I've always been like, yeah, we're gonna win. And it's really it really pumps you up before a session. Um, <laughs> I think I wanted to take that energy, but also kind of show maybe a slightly slightly more mature side to how things have developed, maybe something a little more serious in tone, something that's maybe not quite so sure of itself. Um, so one of the first things I came up with when I was writing the piece of music was the the drums. The drums were the first thing, or the beat, as it were, the... Like that, just that pulse throughout the whole thing, I think has, it had so much to do with it. And as I was formulating these ideas and looking at what was at my fingertips instrument wise, I knew I want, there was going to be like guitars and drums and bass and that sort of thing and some vocals with the way that those could be used. And I started to think almost like, okay, well, what if each of the characters was sort of semi represented by one of the instruments? So I was kind of drawing out the themes of each of the characters and how they interplay with each other. So the drums have always been Saga, like this, um, the kind of like strength of her character, this kind of tribal um, kind of Viking-y Norse influenced, um, you know, war maiden. and the idea of like these battle drums kind of going with her energy, I thought was a really good sort of pulse. And that's sort of as, as we were sort of going through it and sort of doing all the sort of nerdy musical things around it structurally about how it all works. Um, so just to kind of pick out a couple of the other instruments that I used uh, in the very intro of the piece, which is beautifully kind of... Uh, Wayne did something very beautiful with the uh, opening piece of music and the visuals um, from James Webster where it's in the cave and he's kind of added this like huge, there's a lot of kind of reverb echo on a lot of the instruments anyway, but he kind of just extended that almost as if you were hearing these instruments through the mines, just sort of appearing sort of on the wind somewhere. Uh, so the instruments in that is a, is a hammered dulcimer, which is this be- very beautiful string instrument that's used in loads of um, kind of medieval pieces of music. Uh, it's quite delicate. Um, and quite sort of haunting, I, th- I think. <laughs> I started thinking that that was quite a Johanny sort of thing that you can play it in many different ways and you can pluck it and you can make it sound quite sort of jarring, quite sort of uh, quite sort of um, dissonant almost in uh, different places. But it's also very gentle, very beautiful and very almost kind of smooth and um, sound kind of builds in texture. And I always thought that was like Johan. Um, this kind of um, maybe slightly prickly uh, disposition, but actually <laughs> very, actually has quite a sort of soft, tender side to him. Um, so yeah, it starts with this hammered dulcimer. One of the one of the other instruments, uh, one of the key instruments where you kind of get most of the melody um, is uh, it's an Irish instrument called um, uh, again forgive me for pronunciation if this is wrong uh alien pipes which are similar to bagpipes 
Um, they're very there's there's differences to them with how they're made. I I won't go into all that detail because I'll probably be talking out my bum anyway. Um, <laughs> get it all but they they have this real kind of like similar to bagpipes. They have that real kind of uh, push to them. They're you know kind of. Uh, I j they just seem to really work for the main melody line, and there's kind of harmonies that happen later on with this kind of da 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 um, theme, which sort of became the main kind of melody of the piece. And as ever, I, I kind of saw this kind of windy gas bag instrument and just thought that was a really appropriate instrument for Sergei. <laughs> <laughs> It's loud. It's in your face. It's uh, <laughs> it's it it's definitely makes an entrance. I think, mm. um, and I I just thought that was a really perfect instrument to sort of half represent Sergey and his sort of fun energy, because uh, it's a very like it can be like a very sort of jaunty instrument with these kind of uh, under this um, like pedal note you can put underneath it. Similar bag bagpipes where you can play multiple tones at the same time. Uh, it's that ended up being a really, really key instrument mixed in with everything else. Um, Thoric, I, 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 I never really know what instrument Thoric is yet. I, in terms of the other instruments that were ended up use, uh, used, there were these kind of strings that ended up in there. There's uh, bass guitar and um, like electric guitar and. Uh, I, I tried to get a I tried to get a Gaelic choir, um, not a real one. <laughs> Unfortunately, wish we had the budget for that. I just went down my local. Uh, I, maybe next time, next uh, season, two, uh, maybe I'll manage to get a choir together. Um, but it didn't work for some reason. Just this one instrument wouldn't work, so I just ended up doing the vocals myself, um, and kind of standing about ten yards away from the microphone to get this sort of slightly unsettling sort of haunting kind of tribally vocal kind of uh line over the top of it i have um, no idea that was your vocals i assume that was that a, an is... instrument i, 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 I had an idea i mean i should have probably assumed it. it was but uh but because uh, i knew how you were going about the creative process <laughs> i just assumed it was a an it's, instrument that you yeah, used. It's, wow. it, it was it was meant to be uh, a uh, an instrument with kind of more layers, and then it was actually starting to. I think with these kind of happy accidents that happen, um, I managed to try and get a different choir working, and it just it never sounded as strong mm. with too much. Like they came to a point where they're already about you know about eight instruments on the track. I just thought I this is too much now this is, it ended up becoming too much i think i was striving for the the tone of what the first sort of piece of music had which was you know clearly they've kind of recorded it if i don't know if they've recorded it in a big studio or whatever with loads of stuff mm. loads of, like loads more instruments but it sounds very big there's kind of very big orchestral instruments and you know most orchestras have like 20 30 uh instruments strong in them um and that was just never going to happen in my in my little in my tiny little home studio. Um, so I thought work again, as Wayne has kind of said, work with what you have, not what you don't. You don't have an orchestra, so don't try and be an orchestra. Yeah. Uh, so with that stripped it back, had this 
came up with this melody line where I was basically kind of improvising over the main melody and had found the structure that worked. Um, one that didn't punch in straight away, one that kind of built a bit more and had this kind of very haunting opening into the the opening of the sort of guitars and stuff bursting in with the drums sort of picking up to a mm. crescendo. And then again, tailing off to this more unsettling, uncertain kind of line. Um, yeah. I don't know what more to say than that, really. Um, it's It was, it, it turned out quite well, I think. And everyone's been incredibly, uh, everyone's been incredibly kind about it. And I think it was a really nice push, I think, to do something with, do something creatively that, uh, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to suggest myself, if that makes sense. Well, I can well, say... As a fan, I, I oh, no, say ahead, I'm Becky, glad that the idea is suggested and I'm glad you picked it up, Isaac, because it is a truly sensational piece of work. And it shows a lot of heart and spirit behind it as well. And I like how you have thought so deeply about the characters and the music as well. It really comes through. And in fact, it reminds me a lot of the introduction to the Last Kingdom series that used to be on BBC and now is on Netflix Ooh. because it has a similar kind of instrumental use with kind of like a singer singing on the top. I have not heard that piece of music, actually. I shall have to go away and go away and listen to that. I, I've seen if you it. Like the street, if you like Vikings, watch The Last Kingdom. There, I've said it. My best. Done. That's my, <laughs> evening. That's my evening sorted for me then. <laughs> I will um, say as well, Isaac, that uh, when you first sent it through to me, um, I must have listened to it about 50 times that day, <laughs> just on loop. Um, partly, yes, because I knew I had to edit the uh, the opening credits on it. But sure. then it, uh, be- beyond that, it almost became obsessive listening for me. Um, so I, I do. I think you did a absolutely cracking job. And Thank I you. think all of the love from the community that you're getting for it is completely 100% deserved thank mm. you I would strongly suggest if you haven't already listened to it on good uh, headphones or big speakers and just you know thrash around your room for a bit because uh, it's yeah Can I think it def- it's great for that <laughs> can't, play, can't play it quietly I was trying to play it to someone just on my phone and they were sort of oh okay I don't get it I was like wait hang on hang on sat in my car and put on I was like there we go it was like bah, yeah. Just like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. Um, yeah, I mean, if people are interested, I can always talk to Wayne. And if people are interested in like the nerdier side of things, and are interested in what equipment I use or what guitars I use or anything like that, chat to me. Or you know, I can always put a little thingy for Wayne to Wayne to look at um, and to send over. And again, props to your work editing the visuals to it because I mean that was the biggest thing for me not having the context of just ha- kind of having the the music. And I didn't, I had no idea what um, Wayne was going to do with it. And I kind of just almost imagined it to what the visuals were originally and thought, okay, well, you know, I think that'll suit and that'll fit. That'll be good. Mm. And when you came out with what you had, it, it that blew me away. And it kind mm. of it elevated both formats. I think the music elevated the, what you're seeing and then also the visuals um really amped up the music particularly the going from the sort of like really quiet caves and then having that blackout screen into the burning building when the vocals hit it's it's really you know 
you kind of don't have that perspective on your own work until you see it in context. And when you see it, oh, wow, okay, I really see what other people have put to this as well. Mm. I think that's really exciting about music because other people have different things in their heads. And when you see that visual element, it's awesome. I think eagle-eyed viewers will catch, same as we did, the um, kind of different things that have happened in the story so far. I won't give away all of them, but maybe people can kind of talk to us about what they've spotted. Um, but there are definitely kind of little little tidbits and Easter eggs of that Wayne's very cleverly put in of the different locations and segments of the adventure yes. that we've we've appeared in so far. Uh, <clears throat> full moon, um, <laughs> and other things like that. Which I'm I'm, will... I'm going to confess, I'm really fighting with myself here. Because um, whilst all I will say is that is one interpretation of what you see. Oh. And I don't know if I want to say any more than that. Because, um, but when you sent me through your feedback of uh, like the edit and like, oh, and this means this and this means that, I'm like... I mean, it could, it could mean that, or it could mean something else. Uh, I sent you a thing when I saw the burning building. I was like, ah, that's what I know what that burning building is. But every single frame of that uh, opening Mm. credit sequence was very deliberately chosen. Mm. Um, Well, that's probably overstating a little bit. Every image, not every frame, but every image of of that was... uh, yeah, the, I did not create most of those frames. Um, no, every image was very, very deliberately chosen, mm-hmm. and uh, where in the edit it fits, it was also very deliberate. Um, but having heard how Isaac mentioned about how he was thinking about the sounds travelling through the cave and that lovely extended cave scene experience mm-hmm. at the start, it just shows you two both clicked on so many levels on. Reworking this introduction. 100%. I mean, Isaac's music was so vivid for me. Like, to be perfectly honest, that um, whilst, yes, every image was deliberately chosen from a narrative perspective, um, the opening credit sequence kind of wrote itself or edited itself in my head as I was listening to Isaac's music. I, I honestly didn't really know... I mean, I knew I was going to do, use James Webster's work because it's just so good and it worked so well on the previous. Um, but beyond that, I kind of didn't really know. I was waiting for Isaac's music before I really started to piece it together in my head. Um, I don't so- think you'd actually ever... I mean, I, I don't really record a lot anyway, but mm. I don't think you've actually ever really heard me play music, apart from maybe no. when we were training... Uh, when you were a couple of years above me, I don't know if you ever came to the infamous actors clubs where I maybe yeah. warbled warbled a song or two, which isn't really good context, and is also <laughs> ten years ago. Mm. So <laughs> it's you know Wayne put an awful lot of faith in me and just kind of said, "Go for it." Like I was like, "You've not heard me do anything <laughs> before." Like you, I might be terrible, but it 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 kind of comes back to. Um, I think kind of what you were saying uh, quite early on there, Isaac, about for me, this whole show, and, and actually D&D as a whole, I, I kind of wrote a blog post on our website about this. Like, I think the reason D&D is so good as a hobby is you have the game, and then you have all of the creativity that surrounds the game, and you can make D&D 
whatever creative outlet you want it to be, whether that be an excuse to draw your character, an excuse to write a theme song for your character, whether it be an excuse to create some props um, as a DM that you want to give to your players or anything like that, writing backstories. Just, there's, there's just so much creativity that surrounds just the core of the hobby, like even producing uh, shows like what, what we're doing. Um, and I think that's why it, in my mind has always been elevated like my hobby used to be being an actor and then i trained as an actor and decided to do it professionally and then it was like man i need to get another hobby um you know and D was quickly there uh i mean i'd been playing D for years anyway but it never been a main hobby of mine that was always for acting you know um and so i i kind of when i put this show together the thought was that it was always going to be a creative outlet for all of us on in some way, mm. shape or form. Um, so when I realized how much you were still doing your music, Isaac, it was a it was a no brainer for me in that respect to kind of throw it your way and kind of let you because also to kind of open up the proverbial cagoule, um, you know, we there was not much creative back and forth between us um, on that music. I kind of went, here's the brief. Yeah. Go for it. And I, and there was one tiny bit of feedback I gave when you sent me that first draft through, um, <laughs> which was, which was the most minuscule bit of feedback, um, which also spoke to my musical background a little bit, um, which was drums. Give me more drums. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was You're basically, like, you've given me drums. You just, can we have, more drums? Yeah, you can have as many drums as you like. Just, <laughs> give me ten minutes. Yeah, sort of. that, that was that was pretty much the only the only feedback you got from me. Um, yeah. Because again, Isaac, you did such a cracking job with it. Um, and you know, uh, from that, uh, we have decided that you're going to do more music. There'll be more. Um, <laughs> I'll let you decide how much is said on that front, but mm. there will there will be more. There will, um, be. which uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I don't know how much to to say or not say. I'll, I'll probably leave that to Wayne, but um, I'm certainly going to be exploring uh, from my side of things. Obviously, what they'll have applications that we will not discuss now, mm. but. Um, we'll certainly be extrapolating on each of the characters in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I also uh, would love to have, you know, some stuff that maybe people could use themselves for their own games in the future. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say for now. Uh, <laughs> it's all very exciting very intriguing if you want more keep giving it <laughs> there'll, there'll be more there'll be more <laughs> having time to write, to write. <laughs> just i've just moved into a new home with my partner so uh like creativity has been very like small but hoping to sort of get back into more creative outlets as uh, <laughs> we settle in uh the old challenge of Time. Uh, <laughs> time. You're a cruel mistress. <laughs> 100%. 
Uh, awesome. Thank you, Isaac. I mean, th- that was quite an insight for me as well, actually, to be honest, mm. in terms of some of the creative process. I kind of I'd, I'd got a lot of it by osmosis from conversations we'd had, but that was actually a really good insight into <laughs> into what you'd done there. So thank you for sharing. I'm not sure how waffly it was, um, oh, but I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> it was really interesting. It really was. As someone yeah. who knows has no musical talent that was really fascinating i love how everyone has a their own instrument absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. awesome It'd be nice to work with some other people as well so um you know mm. op- opening mm. slots for the bardic quest band at some point <laughs> that sounds fun <laughs> maybe playing at that uh pub meetup yeah mm. <laughs> oh, Bardic Open Night. Yes, please. Yes. There was a bell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can we do karaoke of the day? It's it's coming out, we, everyone has a crack <laughs> If we hit a thousand subscribers, I will get up on a stage and do a karaoke of There Was a Bear. <laughs> a crowd of people. That's my bet. You heard it here first. I promise. You have That's to then constant. do also, okay. has, has anyone heard of Thunder Tree? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's just gone top of the list all the other projects have gone to the wayside i'm now just gonna write the the underscore to death of a bear yeah (laughs) amazing (laughs) oh well thank you very much that was a really good discussion i'm sure me and the other fans really appreciated this insight into the wonderful talents and of course passion that comes through such talent into bardic quest so is there anything else imminently maybe on the horizon in the current state of Bardic Quest, because of course you've mm. got new graphics. I've noticed you've got the lovely new layouts now with the lovely flotating rolling D20s. Lovely, mm. nice touch. Uh, I like yeah, it. the uh, the new layout actually. Um, I, I, I was always um, not sure about how to do the layout. I always kind of... Uh, the reason we started doing it on Zoom was I liked the the kind of almost cinematic feel of there being one person on the screen at any one time. Um, uh, and particularly when we started introducing the, the virtual backgrounds behind everybody that kind of mm. looked like they were kind of roughly in the same sort of place. That cinematic mm. feel really kind of uh, jumped off the screen. But um, I've been, you know, doing my research on actual plays themselves and not necessarily to say that i'd never watched an actual play before because this is kind of the default way of doing it um but as to why that that kind of is the default and and things like that so i kind of thought you know what as we're approaching two years as we're approaching episode 100 um and i'd been experimenting with it with arcana unearthed with the uh with the software i thought now's the time to kind of try it out so i'd actually really appreciate becky your thoughts on mm-hmm. that change because i actually don't know i i don't know i'm just i'm guessing <laughs> i must admit the one thought that I came up to was like oh we can actually see where these guys are playing from because of course before you'd have the lovely either still animated james rpg art behind you and like oh i can see so oh, is that a bedroom is that a study i mean for episode 99 i couldn't work out if Wally was in a hotel or if his bedroom is just really sparse and tidy and minimal <laughs> 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 um kind of thing. but that's just me just being a general nosy person but i did quite like it, it obviously it kind of gave it not to sound backwards in any criticism, but obviously again that more professional feeling, you know, that that level up that you were going for, mm. it really did. Because of course I know 
from day one you used a lot of the backgrounds behind at least yourself Wayne to indicate where these characters are now mm-hmm. and how it kind of encompasses them all regardless of who's mm. on screen at any one time kind of thing yeah um I must admit sometimes I do find the little moving boxes at either side of the frame slightly distracting it's like oh that one's going down that one's going up but that's just me personally but mm-hmm. that is such a minor thing once you're actually in the zone of what's happening it's mm-hmm. It's not there. You're kind of focused on who's rolling what and who's saying what and and that kind of thing. So no, I quite like it personally. I do. I do like it. Good. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I mean, as I say, it was a it was a bit of guesswork from me um, as to as to whether or not it would land. Um, but it was certainly uh, certainly something worth trying. Um, so I'm glad that it's uh, kind of landed in in that uh, in that way in a positive way. Uh, rather than than one of uh, of yeah, kind of maybe it works maybe it doesn't it was always always a risk so um, particularly because and I said this to the guys I didn't I kind of didn't want to lose the virtual backgrounds on the cameras no. um, I did like that but I thought actually I think it does elevate things a little bit um, to the extent that it was worth. And I mean, we can. I mean, I managed to have a virtual background on mine mm. uh, because I have a green screen, um, yes. so I can. Um, so perhaps that is an investment to make on everybody else getting uh, getting yeah, I mean, hold of a I green have screen one. for everybody. Yes, have um, But I thought it's a it's a sacrifice <laughs> worth making anyway to uh, yeah to kind of elevate things mm. a little bit a little bit further and and uh, yeah, I I think I think it works better. But I agree with you on the little boxes. I do catch myself kind of going, it's going up, and they're all, <laughs> and they're all going up at the same time, and they're all going down at the same time. I do, I am going to rethink that because I have, I confess, I too, when I'm uh, watching the on the chat, the live chat, um, I kind of. Go, it's strange though because the the D twenty are rolling around, but we d- that doesn't seem to bother the eye so much. I think it's just because our peripheral vision is always. Uh, no, it, it does for me. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, and a 20 um, <laughs> <laughs> when the little dice spin around so so maybe maybe i'm just that way inclined mm. but yeah the details well, is me as well. you know how you mentioned you looked up kind of like what other actual role play shows are doing kind of like there's only one other show that i followed for some time until its prolonged campaign ended recently which was mistletoe by joe fudge and he mm. has a very much similar layout everyone's kind of like got their live video feeds with no artificial or virtual backgrounds but the background surrounding the feeds mm. is kind of branded and tied in thematically with what they're doing it doesn't ever change it's usually like one static image that suits the theme of the campaign but as i like yours because it shows scenes and of course mm. showcases james wonderful art which i too try and use in my own little homebrew mm. again this is very slowly moving along <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Home <laughs> home games can move. They they kind of have a little bit of a. It's it is. It's true what they say. It is very different. Create like running a game of D and D at home versus running a game of D and D for a for an actual play. Uh, you mm-hmm. are allowed to have a session of just shopping for three hours. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's that's fine. So yeah. <laughs> So, speaking of, 
mm. episodes, mm-hmm. episode 100. Yes. Oh, yes. Roommate. We completely got sidetracked, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> thank you for bringing me back on track. Yeah, we got completely sidetracked with the with the new layout. So, yes, episode 100 uh, is coming out uh, this Thursday. By the time this video comes out, it will be one or two days away. Um, this is uh, going to be another... So. For those like yourself, Becky, that don't have a lot of time to uh, to watch actual <laughs> plays, I do apologise. Uh, but this is going to be another feature. Like this is actually longer than episode uh, by about fifteen minutes. I think longer than episode ninety nine. Um, it's nice. coming in at about two hours twenty. Um, I think um, episode one hundred. We can forgive you. It's fine. It's forgiven. Well, we do we do it once every once every now and then. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a full-blown feature-length episode, which is mostly consisting of a rather intense encounter that happens um, <gasps> within uh, the Lost Mine. Um, and at the end, I am going to give a little bit of a tease. At the end of episode 100, uh, the that we will have the reveal. Um, not, not necessarily a full-blown reveal, but oh. we will have... The reveal of a long-awaited character making an appearance um, at the very end of the episode. So that's my little Ooh. little tease for you there. Oh, my brain's thinking, who could it be? Who could it be? <laughs> um, but yes, so that's coming out this week um, in only a matter of days, which is very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I know many will be glued to their seats for that one, mm-hmm. um, if not watching it live. Um, so, um, anything else changing regarding the scheduling of episodes, mm-hmm. time it's coming out? Absolutely, yes. So, uh, as with many things related to D&D, a lot of things happen by uh, happy accidents. And a few weeks ago, for those of you that do try to watch live, you will have probably noticed that we premiered an episode at 7pm. Um, and that is not for any reason other than the fact that I I scheduled it wrong on YouTube. Um, because most of my games that I run online as part of the Adventurers Guild, bardicquest.com forward slash play, um, but most of those start at 7pm. So when I'm scheduling things in, it's kind of like muscle memory now. 7pm, 7pm, 7pm. Uh, so I accidentally shed, uh, premiered an episode at 7pm about three weeks ago. But... What I did notice was a dramatic difference in how well that episode did in terms of um, analytics and things. And so I'm not going to, you know, uh, bite off the hand that feeds me or cut my nose off to spite my face by ignoring mathematics and analytics. Um, So we are going to, at least in the short term, be moving the premiere times of episodes from Thursday at 4pm to Thursday at 7pm. Which means that also it's going to be a better time for people that have a fairly normal schedule. Um, Mm. There was was a logic to the madness of premiering the episodes at 4pm on a Thursday. Um, But it appears, at least with that first uh, accidental 7pm scheduling, that 7pm is better, despite that counterintuitive logic that i was using uh so we're at least gonna for the short term try moving them to 7 p.m and probably if it continues to go as well as i think it will they will probably stay there which will mean that more people can watch live 
and in the chat. I unfortunately can't, ironically, um, because I I run games on Thursdays at 7pm, so I unfortunately won't be able to join the chat, which is an unfortunate sacrifice to make. Um, but I think it'd be worth it so that everybody can tune in live after they've gotten home from work, had their dinner, maybe even watching it with dinner. Who knows? Um, but yes, I think it's a much better time, uh, so we will be doing that. Uh... I haven't actually decided whether I'm going to do that starting with episode 100 or 101. So keep an eye out on the YouTube okay. as I make that decision okay. in only a matter of hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think it'll be quite nice for you in a way because then you can just kind of like know it's playing, hope everyone's enjoying, and then it's a nice surprise when you log in afterwards and see all the lovely chat and feedback. That's very true. It will stop me being glued to my phone looking at how... Uh, how well it's doing um whilst i'm running a game <laughs> and trying not to uh not to be too mean to my players on that particular table um yeah fun times 7 p.m right i will make a note of that for my diaries coming up um now what happens of course if the end of this chapter happens sooner rather than later or mm. if you like to take a holiday well i say holiday like to take a break from recording sessions like there was for a month back in the summer mm. what uh, plans regarding that so that was kind of a, a trial as well that i i did a, a lot of change has been happening behind the scenes uh, this year a lot of trying new things a lot of trying to tighten everything up and one of the things that has become con a continual headache for me uh you can't quite see but it's given me a lot of gray hairs is the production and editing schedule around bardic quest um uh partly because uh i cannot seem to get episodes out quickly enough um and uh so what happens is that we'll start with like six to eight episodes in the can uh and then scheduling issues will will come up because we're busy performers working a very unpredictable schedule um and so that six to eight episodes runway that i call it that we have shrinks down to one two episodes very quickly um and so then at that point we don't have the flexibility to be like oh well actually we can't have everybody that week uh so we can delay it a week uh, we kind of don't have that flexibility when that happens, which is how we end up with situations where uh, we have four episodes of just uh, Thoric and Johan, for example. Um, which, whilst entertaining in their own way, because I really appreciate the bromance that those ca two characters have developed, um, it, it also can be problematic from a storytelling perspective, and I imagine po possibly for the audience too. Uh, to a degree as well uh, so at the end of chapter 5 which was the return to Phandalin before everything moved over to chapter 6 Wave Echo Cave we did take that break of about a month um, that was actually not so that we could take a break from recording but just so that we could build that runway back up again uh, okay. so that if scheduling issues did happen so recording was happening as normal uh, during oh, that time but what it meant was that we could then be a little bit more flexible further down the line um, and here we are uh, n only three months later and already yeah. uh, we have next week's episode in the can and that's it like <laughs> like we oh, have gosh. zero like that's how quickly that can that can mm. that can be eaten up um, so going forward the plan will be uh, after each chapter we're kind of going to have like a chapter finale which is kind of going to be like a mini season 
within the larger season i suppose we're gonna have have when the chapter ends we're gonna take a break of maybe two to four weeks uh mm-hmm. so that we can build that runway up as well and kind of go into uh into a dark season um as some might call it for uh two to two to four weeks uh wherein we're going to be putting out, we're not going to be putting out the main show uh, we mm-hmm. will continue to put out um, Arcana Unearthed. That will often be an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to step up and kind of catch up on the playtest material, which is coming out thick and fast, and I cannot keep up with it. Mm-hmm. So it'll be an excuse for me to put more of that out. Um, plus a few other things as well, uh, which Ooh. we will talk about. Uh, well, actually, I, I feel as though that might be a, a perfectly good segue, in fact, to the next point, which mm-hmm. really, um, burying the lead a little bit, um, is really the big deal for me today, which is the thing that I'm really most excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, as of today, not the day of recording this, but the day that you are watching this, dear listener, dear viewer, um, as of today, Bardic Quest Now officially has a Patreon, which we are calling Bardic Quest Plus because, you know, we have to lean into that plus trope that everybody is coming out with at the moment uh so we're going going with that bardic quest plus uh on patreon today um where is one tier we might introduce more tiers uh later on but it's going to be one singular tier to begin with uh which is going to give you access to a number of things uh it's going to give you access to the community discord that we Mm -hmm. are building up which actually uh has started out as the discord for the adventurers guild where i run um, the pay-to-play D&D games, uh, but we're opening that up to our patrons as well. The cast is all on it as well. It, it's basically, the Discord is like what I call the Bardic Quest stronghold, right? That is the, that is mm-hmm. the imagine it like Bardic Quest HQ online. That is that is it. Uh, we're all in there. You're in there as well, Becky. Yep. We've been organizing <laughs> this through through that. So it is kind of the the community hub um so being in a being a patron of ours on there will give you access to that um it's going to give you early access to episodes um the intent is again as you are watching this now the intent is that episode 100 is available on there right now (gasps) patreon.com forward slash bardic quest so you can get in it's only going to be a few days early on this one um because we're launching and then (laughs) only we're only three or four days as we're recording this from episode 100 going live uh but the plan is to uh make try and make those episodes available to you roughly a week before uh they go live so you kind of get a head start is the plan um obviously again as we were just talking about about Mm -hmm. production schedules that may vary um but as a general rule of thumb the idea is to put those episodes out a week early so you have access to them uh it's also going to feature uh behind the scenes updates uh including uh what we're what i'm calling bardic quest behind the screens um which uh might be some discussions between us and the cast members it might be uh a lot of maybe me doing some dm prep maybe possibly um for some stuff that we'll talk about in a minute um and possibly some more as well but just general behind the scenes updates uh on that including some video stuff as well um and then and this is the biggie for me uh what i'm calling ultra early access uh to some brand new 
actual play series. That's plural, actual play series. Um, as and when they become available to us. Um, so ultra early access, just to clarify for everybody, um, because of the uh, Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro uh, fan content policy, um, we have to make sure that uh, the shows that we produce using D&D have to be available for free. Um, so we cannot put these things behind a paywall indefinitely. Uh, mm. Otherwise, we would make them exclusive to patrons because you are the people that are, uh, you know, giving us the money to produce these things. Um, but we, we're not allowed to do that. So instead, what we're doing is we're doing what we're calling this ultra early access, which is rather than maybe a week, uh, this could be, well, it's going to be, let me put it this way. It's going to be more than weeks early, but less than a year early. <laughs> Um, I'm sure all fans would appreciate it, no matter how early it came. Well, indeed, and some of the some of those uh, those things that are in ultra early access, uh, those are the sorts of things that we might be putting out during those dark seasons between some of the chapter breaks as well, uh, made available to the public for free. So that'll be part mm -hmm. of that programming that comes out during that that downtime from from the main the main campaign. Um, so we're really, really, really excited. Again, like the plan this year was to take Bardic Quest to the next level, um, and Patreon is very much the vehicle through which we're going to be doing doing that. Um, so your the uh, Patreon itself, uh, Patreon itself is going to be um, five quid a month. Um, which is going to allow us to put as much together as we can. Um, the idea is we just want to produce more stories for you to enjoy. Um, and uh, obviously, these things take a lot of work, a lot of time, um, a lot of a lot of logistics. I think people really underestimate just how hard it is to get everybody together at the same time. Mm. Um, and we want to um, we want to make this kind of like we were talking about with Isaac and the music. We want Bardic Quest to be a hub for creativity. Um, so we want to be able to bring new talent in. We want to be able to embrace new creatives. Uh, but all of these things come at a cost. Um, so this is just a way that you can help us to produce mm. this show to a higher level and produce more shows, more stories uh, for you. So if you did want to support the show financially beyond just sharing it on social media and things like that mm. or buying merch then this is a great way for you to do it getting on the ground floor on some of the new content that we're looking to produce and the new stories so that will be patreon.com forward slash bardic quest um as we kind of look to take bardic quest to the next level well, what a wonderful way to mark two years. More or less, it's like the community giving you all experience points to reach level two. Well, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, I certainly will be signing up. You can guarantee it. You've got me here. You can't escape me. I will stop you. <laughs> well, thank you, Becky. I do definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah. Um, so that, that, is, that is our platform for taking us into the, into the future. Mm. Well, can we learn any more from the mystical globe of the future of Bardic Quest? Oh, or is it all still... the magic still being developed? We've got... well, there's there's a lot of magic in development. Um, a lot of magic in development. Um, and we've got uh, a few more things to announce that kind of ties into the, the Patreon. Um, but, first of all, uh, I kind of want to address the, the main show. 
um, because uh, anybody that knows the uh, Lost Mine of Fandelva adventure knows that uh, we are at a place where we're very close to the end of the uh, published adventure. That being said, there are stories still to be told uh, with Saga, Johan, Thoric, and Sergei. Um, and so the story is going to continue a little bit beyond beyond that. However, we are entering the end game now. Um, <laughs> and uh, so... I kind of wanted to address kind of what the plan is. So, I believe last year I start I teased that I was thinking about the next campaign. Um very much in passing, kind of like, yeah, I've got some ideas. Well, ideas change. Um and now I'm on a completely different uh, thought track to where I where I was then. However, um, I will say that uh, Bardic Quest Season 2, or Campaign 2, whichever you prefer, is very much in the works, very much in development, and uh, these things are always difficult to plan with D&D, but if it all goes to plan, should be beginning next year. Um, and uh, some other things which... I actually don't know how much I've told Anina and James about this, so this might be uh, some news to them. <laughs> not a lot. Um, not since I've came. Kept... I'm, I'm here as well, going, "What's happening?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I just—it's just occurred to me. I don't think I've really. There's been a lot going swimming around in my head for a long time, so this is probably going to be news to to you guys. So uh, fire off any questions you want at me. Um, but season two, we're moving homebrew. We're leaving the Forgotten Realms behind and we are moving into a new world uh, which is one of my creation. Um, because I I actually... So I had a story in my mind a long time ago now. A long time ago. A little bit longer than I'd care to admit, to be honest. Um, a story in my mind um, about... A, a, fantasy world um and uh for many many years now i have been trying to find the medium through which to tell the story of this world uh i had considered writing a film i had considered writing a play i had considered writing a uh a radio drama i had considered writing a book uh, but i am no writer um like i just don't have the patience for it i love a good story but i just don't have the patience for sitting down and writing so then it occurred to me shortly after uh the anniversary last year where i was like yeah i kind of got an idea for uh campaign two uh, it suddenly occurred to me oh hang on <laughs> i have the perfect medium here to tell the story of this world that has been swimming around my head for let's say 15 years probably a bit longer um so that is the world that we are going to be uh playing around with uh, i don't want to go into too much detail yet because i kind of want to save it for some of the behind the scenes mm. stuff that's going to be on patreon uh but what i will say is that this is a world um which is very much very much battling with the fallout of the loss of order um it is a world in which um, the gods have abandoned the world entirely 
Uh, it's gone so terribly wrong that the gods are just not interested anymore. Um, and they have essentially taken with them all of the magic um, from this world. Um, so it is going to be a... I don't want to say low fantasy. Um, I don't even necessarily want to say low magic. It will kind of be low magic, um, just by the conceit of the, the setting. Um, but it's not necessarily to say that their magic just doesn't exist. It's just perhaps not accessible. Um, so uh, it is, as I say, a story that has been swimming around my head for... Well, I say a story, a world that has been swimming around my head because I, I don't want to obviously guide the story too much. Um, I, I don't want to be too rigid on, on kind of the story that we're telling. But certainly the themes and the ideas and the characters and things have been swimming around for some time. Um, and I'd like to give uh, James and Anina and Ollie and Isaac the opportunity to play around in that world. Um, which... Um, will be, I hope, the home of many campaigns to come as well um, as we move into something a little bit more ours, collectively ours. I was say, it sounds like a wonderful way in original. <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope so. I hope I can pull it off because it's been a lot. I haven't done any homebrew D&D since before 5th edition. In fact, I think the 3rd edition days. Uh, so it'll be an interesting muscle to have to kind of retrain myself to do uh, with the homebrew stuff. But I kind of equally have been able to dabble around with, uh, you know, hooking in the characters' backstories into season one um, and kind of playing around with, with those toys to kind of introduce some homebrew stuff. And it was very creatively fulfilling. So I'm kind of looking forward to to delving into it but again i i know that that um i don't think much of that was shared with anina and james beforehand so i don't know if you guys have got it i am very well. excited yeah, yeah. you've hinted at things but yeah i don't i can't even remember what i'd hinted at to be honest had i hinted the low magic thing no that was oh new. okay i still to be honest i still don't know how we're gonna do that are we still gonna be saga thoric sergey and johan or other people new characters i must admit it has been on my mind as a fun kind of like after fandel was saved and the lost mine is either or, destroyed or, or exactly. what happens to you all <laughs> well i mean look we have uh we have a multiverse uh with did to play around with <laughs> so uh i don't want to say specifically one way or the other but i will say it's not the intention for this to be a continuation of okay. uh of the the party now so um we will um, at some point in the next 12-ish months, uh, probably bidding a fond farewell uh, to that original, those original characters, which is going to be a sad day, to be honest. Yeah. I was thinking about it uh, when we were recording Bardic Questions and talking when it, we were talking about, do people have backup characters? It's like, yes. I don't actually know if I'm going to be able to deal with if, some, if one of the characters dies. And then I started thinking, mm. oh God, at some point we're going to have to uh, wrap God. up their story. And I, I don't know how, yeah. how well I'll handle that either. I might well, have to have Ben and Jerry's like, on the... That they, they are they, well that's well, that's, that's it just because season one is uh ending doesn't necessarily mean it's an end for their for their mm. stories um mm. which again we might kind of come to how we might go about that um very very soon um in this conversation but yeah uh the headline is season two is coming next year 
even if that means it's like December 31st. Um, like I'm allowing myself to December 31st to get it ready. Um, but you know, it might get pushed back. You know, you never know. Um, cause these things do sometimes take longer, but the intent is it's very much in active development. Now I'm very much fleshing out this world that's been sitting in my head. Um, so yeah, so that'll be coming soon as we, as we move homebrew. Oh, well, personally, I'm delighted if any, if not all, the cast continue in this new play world to explore and discover and share with us as fans. It's all it's all good because I always wondered if you'd either kind of like if any of them would move on or if you'd get new actors in. But I'm attached to you four. So if you could just stay around, that would be really nice. <laughs> we, will, we will do our best, certainly. <laughs> certainly. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like the, the, the headline uh one in that respect but um obviously we've got the the stuff i've been teasing about with patreon Mm. as well um yes so i'm actually because i'm a glutton for punishment and you know how i was saying about you know how much you know how much work bardic quest is and kind of all the (laughs) logistics of it uh i i i felt you know what could what could a semi-burnt out uh (laughs) show producer want more than more shows to produce and organize um so uh, because i'm a glutton for punishment um i i'm going to announce five new shows today (laughs) wow which i've just said that out loud and i just realized how mad i am (laughs) that's Um, insane i'll be here cheering you one way <laughs> thank you thank you um no uh, to be fair a lot of it sounds it sounds a lot more um dramatic than perhaps it it, it actually is because a lot of this is uh supporting content that we're going to be putting out um for um patreon mm-hmm. um so uh we've kind of got three categories of of these new shows uh the mm-hmm. first one is what we're calling kind of bonus support content or supporting content um so we're starting out with and and actually we alluded to this with bardic questions funnily enough um Mm -hmm. but what i'm calling and again these are all working titles so these may change but for the for the time being bardic quest downtime which is all of those conversations that we've had when the cameras might be rolling but we're not necessarily playing the debates about chocolate uh, for example, all of those kind of just it's just us being us just chatting away. We've got those kind of in the archive. Um, so I kind of want to pull those out and kind of package them together as a little bit of fun, extra content uh, for everybody who's on Patreon. Uh, so that's going to be made with uh, ultra early access uh, to patrons and probably will get uh, put out um during some of that dark season as well as we piece those together um so that'll be fun because there have been i mean <laughs> aside from the chocolate one anina james can you there's got to be some other uh, when your your tech went down i don't know was it recorded i think at least part of it was recorded your tech was 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 down and we had some time to kill so I was giving the guys some Finnish lessons. Oh yes, <laughs> very important words. Yes, that. No. About that. Uh, there was a heated conversation about what the best best cola was. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, that's what I remember off the bat. Mm. Mm-hmm. James, any any that jump out at you? Any I random we conversations we've had? had some random debates really didn't we yeah <laughs> they just kind of we're all big personalities right so they yeah, just kind me of and ollie 
it got up to some wacky stuff. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure as well there is some footage somewhere, which which Isaac being as humble as he was being earlier, this is actually where, where the thought first really occurred to me about uh, Isaac's musical talents. There is some footage somewhere, and I think it was just before the anniversary the last year. Was that? He's With playing the guitar. Yeah, he... I. He just was messing around on his guitar and and looked at kind of doing a uh, what I would describe as a metal version of the uh, first theme tune that we that we did, and he was just kind of goofing around. And I think I have that footage somewhere of him mm. just kind of goofing around with a with a guitar, trying to trying to do a rocked up version of the first theme. Um, so things like that is kind of what you can expect on, on that because uh, there's. As I say, we're big personalities, so the the goofiness doesn't stop just because the cameras uh, aren't. <laughs> well, I mean, they are recording, but just because the episodes edited it out, there, there's still plenty of goofing around going on. Uh, so we kind of want to put that out, and that's something that we've all all discussed for a very long time about putting out. So we'll put that out um, again. We'll put that as kind of ultra early access for the patrons, um, and then put that out in the dark season. Um, and then the other kind of bonus supporting content, and this is again, is something that came up um, around last year as we kind of did a year, had we done a year's mm. worth of episodes. Uh, Isaac had said to me, he was like, do you think it would be worth producing a kind of story so far video for those that uh, haven't been following along? And I was like, yeah. I kind of like that, um, but that's not what I'm actually going to say that we're doing now. Um, so from that idea spurned, um, or spawned, sorry, the idea of uh, what I'm calling Bardic Quest Abridged, which is essentially a re-editing of um, the episodes that have been produced so far and putting them into a much longer form video. Um, so it'll be cutting out a lot of the awkward pauses that kind of happen whilst we're trying to, because we're improvising, right? Mm. Trying to work out what on earth we're going to say. We're going to cut all that down. We might cut out some of, some of, not too much of the kind of uh, off-topic uh, kind of chit-chat. But of course, if it's entertaining and fun, we'll keep it in. Um, mm. But just to really tighten those um, those episodes up. And, and partly it's because, I, I mean, it's a thing I... I've made the mistake on multiple occasions of re-watching episode one. Um, and of course, uh, you know, I was very happy with episode one at the time. But the show has evolved and developed and we've got better at what we're doing uh, since episode one. And now I kind of look back at episode one and I'm like, there's a lot of dead air here. Um, and uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the first impression I want everybody to have of Bardic Quest. Because I don't think it's an accurate representation of, of where the show is at now. Um, so there was also that problem that I wanted to solve by kind of tightening all of that up and putting it together and packaging it together. So the plan is with Bardic Quest abridged um, that we will be repackaging those so it's chapter by chapter. So they won't come out. They won't be a regular release by any means. There's a lot of a lot of editing down I've got to yeah. do. Um, and there's a, there's I mean we're halfway through chapter six so we've only got five of these at the moment that we can put together doing it chapter by chapter but the idea is that then it'll be maybe a three to four hour probably longer um video um of just condensed versions of these stories nice and flowy nice and quick um and we'll release those as videos and uh podcasts um and we will actually uh we'll be putting those as simply early access uh for patrons 
um, and we will absolutely be premiering those to the public as part of those dark seasons as well, mm -hmm. as and when uh, we Very have them. Very good. Um, so that's the bonus supporting content, um, mm -hmm. which is all very good. Um, did you have any questions on that, Becky? Because I know that's a somewhat new, new one. Gosh, there's a lot to come and a lot to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and part of me does sometimes kind of like think about kind of like rewatching past episodes and events and I just try and like piece together oh so that's when she mentioned him and then that's why he's come up now and that kind of thing just join the dots effectively mm -hmm. but of course finding the time um but re-editing into an abridged version is of course definitely a good idea i mean publishers do it all the time they just bring out new versions of books nice new covers on so so yeah i think I think that'll get a really good response, especially from those who sign up to support from Patreon, because it's again, it's a lovely bonus for their support. And it is an opportunity to to kind of revisit some of those old episodes, because also um, there are definitely things, uh, as I've alluded to before, there's a lot of seed planting going on, mm. um, and it's sometimes uh, it could be a year since that seed was initially, sometimes mm. even more since that seed was initially planted, and you kind of want to go back and kind of go. Oh, Okay, well, actually, yeah. So I think it's nice to kind of revisit those stories. Um, so it's a good opportunity for people to, to do that as well, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, so that will be Bardic Quest of Bridge, the which will be uh, premiering during those dark seasons uh, with early access uh, for patrons. The next category then, and again, I think this is going to... This is going to be one that people are going to appreciate. I think, actually... Becky, this is one that you yourself are very much going to appreciate, um, mm -hmm. uh, is this commentary category. So we're going to be introducing Ooh. a new show, um, which we're going to be, uh, again, working title is Bardic Quest Long Rest. Um, the Ooh. idea is that this is going to be something that we will premiere during those dark seasons um, of Bardic Quest, where essentially we, the cast, are going to sit down and just kind of informally just chat about what's happened perhaps you'll get a behind the scenes kind of Ooh. look into kind of what things people like the cast were expecting what twists and turns i may have been able to catch them by surprise <laughs> with or the ones that they were like come on wayne you absolutely like <laughs> signposted that one for us you're not that clever you know all of that sort of stuff no, all of those kind of discussions of um of uh just a, a general discussion on on our experience as a cast running through uh, each individual uh, chapter. Um, so again, that'll be something that we will be um, releasing during those dark seasons, and of course, uh, there'll be early access for the patrons with that as well, um, which will um, kind of be again a somewhat rarer bit of content that we'll put out. Um, I don't know. Maybe I might step it up to a more frequent one. Um, or maybe we might even uh, have such discussions on a more regular basis in the Discord. Um, perhaps doing some Q&A stuff in the Discord, perhaps. I don't know. Um, but in terms of the long rest show itself, that's intended to be like a, a cast-led, behind-the-scenes kind of discussion um, about the, the latest chapter of uh, of Bardic Quest um the main show whether that be this campaign or <laughs> or campaign 2 uh which will be which will be fun 
Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of like the bonus, kind of behind the scenes commentary stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are two more shows to mm-hmm. announce yep. <laughs> uh, that I'm very, 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 very excited to to kind of announce. Um, so obviously, we've talked about season two, and we've talked about um, everything being homebrew uh, for season two. However. I've actually really enjoyed, and I think the cast have as well, and I know that Isaac alluded to it um, when we were doing Bardic Questions, this world that we've kind of been playing around with, the Forgotten Realms, you know, the the default D&D 5e setting that exists, um, I think we've all really enjoyed playing around in that world and, and allowing that world to build around us. Hmm. So we don't necessarily want to abandon it entirely um so um when i originally created bardic quest the reason we started with lost mine of fandelva if i'm perfectly honest is because i didn't know if this was going to work i didn't know if uh anybody would care if there's a lot of actual play shows out there and we're not necessarily uh, i don't think doing anything overtly special we're not doing anything gimmicky we're it's just another actual play show right um it just happens to have actors uh, but even that's not particularly unique really it's just that we're a british show with actors which is probably as unique as as, as we're making it really besides the actual stories that that we're telling so i wasn't sure if there was going to be um much response to bardic quest if i'm honest so i thought well we'll do lost mine of fandelva it's a nice short adventure if it goes terribly wrong we can just kind of finish it and kind of move on and never talk about it again Um, (laughs) no i'm being dramatic but um so that's kind of why we started there um it was kind of um low risk shall we say as as an adventure um but again i kind of quite liked uh, the stories and the plan always was actually because uh, most actual plays do the homebrew thing right because mm. you're kind of telling that unique story and i kind of thought well how can we make things a little bit more unique well i don't actually see that many um of like actor-led actual plays running the published adventures which is why i kind of went down that route as well um so it was those two two elements the kind of low risk element and the the kind of uniqueness of actor-led shows running the published adventures so the plan originally for season two was to move to a different publisher adventure. Um, so um, we are going to kind of continue that trajectory through another show that we're going to uh, announce, uh, which again, working title is going to be a Bardic Quest Presents, um, which is essentially us taking the published adventures and running through those. So obviously they can be quite long term, but the published adventures may not necessarily be, you know, the full blown uh, mm. hard covers. It might be uh, some of like the Adventures League uh, adventures or some of the um, more like the um, DMs Guild. They have the I can't remember what they're called. There's a particular program where it's kind of like essentially a Wizards of the Coast approved DMs Guild adventure. It might be some of those. <laughs> um so we are going to be working through 
some of the other published adventures, which may or may not be an opportunity for Saga, Thoric, and Johan and Sergei to appear perhaps as part of those adventures as well. So that will be essentially continuing the timeline of uh, Bardic Quest Season 1. Um, uh, I haven't fully settled on what the first adventure will be yet. Um, what I will say at the moment um, is I am toying with Tyranny of Dragons. Um, however, where I'm not sure how I want to go about this is I haven't decided whether or not I want to go straight into the full hard hardcover book or mm. if I want to play around in the less explored region of the Forgotten Realms of uh, the town of Flan or the city of Flan, which is a great name, mm. um, over by the Moon Sea uh, and play around in those kind of Adventurers League kind of much shorter adventures as kind of mini-series. So I'm kind of toying around with with both of those ideas but likelihood is we're going to be playing around in the tyranny of dragons storyline for the first bardic quest presents um which is going to be ultra early access to patrons and then after several months we will then make that available to the public for free very good Gosh, you are going to be seeing a lot of each other more, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is with, you know, with these shows is it's also an opportunity, particularly with the, with um, perhaps doing those smaller adventures, an opportunity to perhaps invite some new people to the show as well yeah. and maybe see if we can, can bring some new friends in. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing about Bardic Quest, about kind of why I wanted to do the show is like be a lot of people that don't necessarily haven't followed D&D for decades um like D&D has been the secret handshake of Hollywood for a very long time except now it's not so much of a secret anymore it's mm. now a very public handshake of Hollywood for a very long time and there's a reason for that it's because D&D um as a hobby very much leans into all of the aspects of being a filmmaker whether that be directing writing or acting and improv right um and so i i mean you know this anyway becky i think it's how you discovered us was my article about actors mm-hmm. and and why dnd is such a great hobby for actors and um I kind of like that sense of community that they have over in la with around dnd and uh, people in the industry and i kind of wanted to create a platform for which that sort of same community could be built uh amongst uh, professional storytellers um here in the uk because here in the uk we kind of get we kind of get forgotten about in the D community um and you know D is an american game by an american company mm. it's very much theirs um but there is a uh quite a big community over here um so i kind of wanted to create a vehicle for that so um, we might be able to use Bardic Quest Presents as an opportunity to bring some new faces in um, and kind of share share the love, I guess. Um, so that's something that we'll we can experiment with as well as we as we go forward. That sounds it sounds really revolutionary and exciting all at once. Um, of course, it was a bit of a, it's a bit of a, 
silly of me to think that the same cast will be in everything <laughs> because I mean, you simply don't have the time to play D&D &D mm. and then do the commentary and then do the abridged and do mm. everything else but it, it still it's going to be good I mean I, I think I think I'll you're probably going to see from the sidelines so. oh well thank you <laughs> I think you're probably going to see the the bulk of of the cast being the the core cast but yes. it's going to be an opportunity to kind of again just bring in maybe one or two new faces here and there just to kind mm. of again share the love kind of like you see on yeah. on things like critical role and dimension 20 mm. when they kind of bring some people in for five episodes of a mini series mm. or something like that um so it just allows us to open things up and, and collaborate a little bit more because the other thing is 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 we don't want to be a, a little island on our own no. uh, you know we do want we do want the community as a whole to thrive but also our own community to thrive and and bringing mm. in new faces and things is a, is a great way for us for us to do mm. that so again so that will be uh ultra early access to patrons and then um that will be released periodically um as and when the time comes um mm -hmm. but of course we have one final mm -hmm. final Number show five. to announce um which <laughs> The backstory for this, I think, is brilliant. Um, because uh, April Fools, I thought it would be really funny, ha-ha me, uh, to tease a new show um, that would be coming out. Uh, there was a reference to, I can't remember what, um, I think Fishblade, that was it. There was a mm, meme going around uh, the internet in the TTRPG space about this fake ttrpg called fishblade um and uh, i thought well i'm gonna put an april fools out that we're producing a new show uh that's going to be using fishblade as the game that we're going to do the mechanics on and everybody's going to find it hilarious and blah 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 blah, blah. so i put that out mm. nobody got the joke yeah. everybody thought i, I was Everybody thought I was 100% serious um, <laughs> that this show called Bardic Quest Origins The Whaler was coming out because I thought it was appropriate for it to be a show about piracy uh, <laughs> because Fishblade, right? And then nobody got the joke. Everybody thought I was really serious and everybody got really, really excited about this new show that was coming out, Bardic Quest Origins The Whaler. Um, and I felt terrible because I then had to let everybody down really, really gently and say, well, no, it's not actually a thing. It was, it was meant to be a joke. April very, Fools. Very, very sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like, April Fools. Um, so then that got me thinking. Because obviously people got very, very excited, which means people want a show like that. So we will be producing officially Bardic Quest Origins The Whaler. Um, but it won't be using Fishblade because Fishblade doesn't exist. We will be using D&D &D as, as normal. Um, but um, now this is tricky, right? Because you do, you're doing a prequel story about mm. a PC that exists, um, and you kind of still want to have plenty of dramatic tension, even though mm. that and D and D is unpredictable, right? So you don't really know how whether your character is going to survive or or not. So how we're going to tackle that is I won't be DMing um, oh. or writing Origins the Whaler. Uh, that is going to be the job of Mr. James Bryan, Sergey himself, wow. who will be writing and DMing The Whaler, which is going to be probably our first mini series that we will be putting out 
um, to patrons. Again, it's going to be ultra early access um, mm-hmm. and then released later down the line. Um, so really, I'm go- I've been talking loads for the last hour and whatever. So I'm going <laughs> to shut up now and let James talk about what he has in mind for, uh, for Origins the Whaler. Hello, everyone. Uh, hello, Becky. Hello, Nina. Hello, Wayne. Um, the Whaler story shall pick up from before Sergei meets the group. So before Sergei even knows of their existence. Um, we are looking at maybe a couple of years before, a couple of months before. Um, and do you know what? I'll just read you the blurb that I've written. So uh, this is what... Uh, you shall be expecting. Somewhere out in the cold, windswept seas, there is the frail calls of a whaler. A group of pirates stumble across an abandoned ship, drifting in the water. Who could it belong to? Where did the crew go? And what is that strange sense of being watched? Join the vanguard, friends of Sergei Petrovich, as they venture out to uncover the mysteries of the abandoned ship. <gasps> the Whaler origin story shall explore this storyline and we shall dive into what uh, that entails. Um, it shall be a combination of recording sessions, which could be a combination of episodes, we will find out. And um, yes, it will be consisting of Roughly, hopefully, the same cast and crew who make Bardic Quest with the potential, and I will say potential with a capital P, the potential of some special guests along the way, some new friends <gasps> joining us oh. on this little adventure. Thank you all very much. <laughs> thank you, James. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> again, a lot of this is uh, news to Anina. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you I had the title for a while. Thing, but I thought it was a different cast. Can I please be in it, please? CC. <laughs> 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 the plan is to make sure that um, the offer is brought out to the you guys first, and then obviously. Yay! Yes, pirate time. Pirate time. Pirate time. Yeah, oh, we're gonna get full full blown pirates. It's gonna be so much fun. You don't. Uh, well, I'm not encountered yet enough pirates in my own D and D experiences so far, so I'm all for it. And to see, just to see, kind of like how you was kind of like as a player compared to you as a DM is just wonderful. And that blurb has already got like lots of tantalizing clues and drama, and tension, and intrigue, and yep, special mysteries. Bring yeah. it, bring it on! Oh, thank you all very much. <sighs> yeah, and, it's and again, it's, it's another example of of I think uh, where D and D can be at its greatest is like it's I get to kind of go, okay, James, let's you play now. Are um, we going to see Wayne play? Are you going to yeah. see Wayne as a character? Wherever DM steps down. I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time since I've played a character. So, <laughs> again, if 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 the proverbial boot fits, then uh, then I will be happy to. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting creating a piratey character, though. That's something that's got to fit. Like I, it makes me wonder what would a piratey sorcerer look like. For mm. example, I see. You know, and yeah. what is a pirate cleric, or you know, mm. a pirate druid? Yeah, what is that? You know, those sorts of things that intrigues me a lot. Mm. But did you have anything else you wanted to share, James? About I mean, I don't know what details you did want to share and how much is 
I mean, obviously we've had our discussions, but I don't know if there's anything, any more detail you wanted to share than that. How much do you want me to reveal? I mean, so long as you're spoiler free, knock yourself out. I'm trying to think what there could be else to reveal that wouldn't drop any spoilers in there. Am I missing something? Or you can maybe a minor, minor spoiler, maybe. No, nothing too, like, twisty, but just, like, a little bit more detail, perhaps. Sprinkle it in there. <laughs> and that's a lot of pressure. I appreciate that. I've just kind I think of, of the, the story that's written and what's already can be extracted from that. The... Um... <laughs> Is that a spoiler? Oh, wait, I don't know. I How do you question. do this? The not a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm dying to know if this reveals in any way kind of the scene that was alluded to back when you had your first in-character near-death experience of the ship and the boy in the song. Uh, I will say we are exploring uh, parts of Sergei's past, and mm. uh, that could very well crop up. Um, mm. But we are yet to find out. Sergei... Um, Obviously, we'll play a heavy role in this, so you'll be seeing a lot more of Sergei. Yeah. Uh, there'll be new monsters and new challenges faced. Obviously, um, a completely different setting. Um, and the uh, Vanguard, um, who will be heading out to the group of adventurers, they're all somewhat tied to Sergei, so they have their own ties or will have their own ties. And, uh, yeah, they've... Uh, essentially been sent out towards this uh they're gonna be sent out towards this abandoned ship um mm, no i'm not saying the rest the spoilers that's, fine, that's, fine. that's all good that's all good yes. i mean of course it'll be lovely to see if and when he devised the song about the bear mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if he's already had always had that or if he just made it up on the spot in that rest season one <laughs> mm. well i, I will say as well exciting. whilst we're talking about music um the thing that Isaac was not sure about what he could or could not say earlier in terms of the more music is Isaac is actively developing a theme for uh, Sergei and or this show. Um, Ooh, very which good. Is, which is his current project musically um, with regard to Bardic Quest. So that is that is currently in the works. Like um, of everything that we've announced, this is kind of priority project so this is kind of going to be the first probably the first um mini series that we produce we don't know how many episodes is going to be yet obviously because it's D mm. and you can never predict these things um but you know it's, it's going to be much shorter it's going to be uh maybe released over two or three months um mm. and again that will be ultra early access on the uh on the patreon for everybody to to enjoy um with James heading up, which is really exciting because you know I've never, I've never been at a James Bryan ran <laughs> table. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> so I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to to, to witnessing witnessing that and uh, uh, yeah, and hopefully you know maybe one day Anina you'll be stepping up the to the DM plate as well. Oh, um, I I I intend to. I'm terrified, but I intend to. <laughs> yeah so a lot a lot going on very very exciting stuff um and very i've been waiting i mean i the guys will tell you i've been talking about this since i think march time 
um, kind of getting wow. Patreon up and running. So it was something I definitely wanted to do this year. Um, and uh, I think we're at a position now where I have the time to, to produce more stuff and get more stuff produced uh, with the help of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought two years, episode 100 seems the appropriate time to get it all announced and out there that what we're working on and and get everybody else excited all of the community excited because there is a lot to get excited about um so of course if you want to want to join in with that i would plead with you beg you to please join our uh patreon bardicquest.com forward slash patreon or patreon.com forward slash bardicquest either link will work i'll make sure of that um and yeah and then and then you can get access to all of this extra stuff as we put it out again um the two actual plays bardicquest presents and the whaler are in development currently so they won't be available at launch but uh very 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 soon um they will be so um now is a great time to kind of let us know your interest by signing up to the patreon as well and we can really gauge uh just how interested you are for all of this extra goodness that we're that we're looking to produce i was gonna say it feels like you're all giving us presents more than we're all giving you presents on such a special birthday milestone achievement occasion kind of thing i, fi- I so feel I like the school kid bringing in, the, <laughs> bringing in the sweets on their birthday mm. to hand out to class at the end of the day on their own birthday mm. that's kind of how it feels uh, I mean, which is everyone fun. send us more fan art i'd love seeing fan uh, yeah art. send yeah, us more fan art absolutely and please do just keep bombarding us with stuff like sometimes it might take me a little bit of time to get to you because <laughs> i got a lot of shows to produce uh but uh but i will get back to you and i i do really appreciate it i know uh robert treadwell who uh sent in some questions he sends us memes all the time which i have this huge catalog of D memes that i want to put out on our socials which he kindly has curated for me um you know and and it's, it is always really really lovely to hear from from everyone so um yeah this is all this is all for you guys all for the audience all for the community and all for just building this up and taking it to to the next level and bringing everybody along along on the ride with us um and again i uh, you know for the last hundred episodes in the last couple of years i'm so incredibly grateful to everyone um particularly those of us those of you that have been uh, following us from the very very beginning like i i i have uh produced podcasts before and and things and produced theatre shows before um but i've never produced anything that's built a community quite like this so it, it really shocked me how quickly that that little community has has grown and uh long may it continue uh, absolutely i would say bad it quest forever <laughs> yes. good times um so yeah so those are all kind of that is that is the state of Gosh. the quest uh Becky, before we uh wrap up was there any questions you had for any of us on this on this gosh no i just wish you all the best of luck in making these new contents and making the patrons such a success as i know and hope it will be and um, of course i'll be doing my best to rally the troops yeah, thank you, Becky. by the quest army so to speak um yeah. and looking forward to seeing more and of course fingers crossed that the lost mine of andelva ends in beautiful glory for all involved and yeah roll on 2024 and all the new things it brings <laughs> yes yes indeed very exciting very exciting uh thank you again becky as well for uh for hosting thank not just know. state of the quest for us but also 
uh, bardic questions as well. Very, very, very grateful that you like to be as involved as you do. Um, it just... I'm very honoured you put up with me so much. So. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, you are. You are in my mind. You are the litmus test. Um, <laughs> so I am eagerly. I think I said this to you last year. I eagerly await your reactions to every episode. Um, yes, it's, it's a weekly challenge trying to find a gift that represents <laughs> what's happened. Sometimes multiple gifts. I mean, I couldn't find gifts that represent the return of Sergei on Anina at all. That absolutely do it justice. But they were mm. both brilliant, brilliant yeah. returns to a series. So <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah, well, thank you again, uh, Becky, and uh, of course, thank you to everybody that's uh, that's been joining us on these celebrations this last week. And uh, don't forget, episode 100 coming out on Thursday mm. or. If you can't wait that long, uh, it should be available on our Patreon right now at bardicquest.com forward slash Patreon or patreon.com forward slash bardicquest, whichever one you prefer. Um, Just go to Patreon and search bardicquest. 100%. Yes. 100%. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, And uh, yeah, we'll see you for episode 100. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you.